The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Coming up, up in just a little bit, we will get into Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. <laughs> well, that's awkward. It's the National Cash Contest. Sand. S-A-N-D. Sand. 72881. Text that. Hopefully you win. I'm sure you're laughing at me, so I don't really care if you win that much. You got a chance to win it again at 430. I hope you win then, but I don't want you to win right now. One more time for those of you who are mean, like BK. Sand. S-A-N-D. Sand. Let's catch up with Pete Sweeney (laughs) from Arrowhead Pride. Pete, we have had a strong debate when it comes to the running game all week. I will let you play judge in an impromptu people's court. So this is my argument for running the football, and I want Sean to make his argument too. I understand how important being balanced is and how important running the football is in the NFL. I think once they lost Eric Fisher, I think that Andy doesn't trust their offensive line to run the ball consistently. I think he's kind of trying to mix and match and find what running back can get things going, and he just hasn't found it yet. So I don't think it's stubbornness. I don't think it's that Andy doesn't want to establish the run or doesn't think that it's important. I don't think either he trusts the offensive line and or trusts one of the four running backs that they have on their team to properly carry the load. And I think you got to at least try. I'm not saying the running game is great or they've got this feature Pro Bowl back, but you got to at least try. They called nine, nine running plays last week if we don't include Pat's one rush and DeAnthony Thomas, whatever that was. And the week before, I think they had 10 or 11. Pete, I'm not saying they're great, but you can't just completely abandon the running game, right? I, I tend to agree with, with Sean here. And I, I feel it's especially... Important now that Patrick Mahomes is dealing with this ankle injury. I think the more that you can keep him at this stage from dropping back, the better. And so some more designed run plays. I mean, I went into the the, the Chiefs facility this week, and, and I was curious because if you look at LaShawn McCoy, eight carries for 44 yards, that's five and a half yards per carry. To me, I figured, okay, well, you know, why not try to keep the ball a little bit longer, get that time of possession up? I know there are some theories out there that time of possession doesn't necessarily win football games, but if he is having success, how could he not get the ball a little bit more considering Mahomes is hobbled? If Mahomes was perfectly healthy, I think pass the ball as much as you want. But if it's working and you could keep the ball a little bit longer, you can have some of these more methodical drives. I think you got to try the run right now. I'm curious on who still holds that theory when it's as out of whack as it is with the Chiefs. I'm with people yeah. if it's time of possession is not the end-all, be-all statistic. It's like 32-28. But it can't be 40-20 to 20 the way that it is right now. Like You can't expect this team to score 35-40 points 
and have the ball for a third of the football game, it just doesn't add up. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and, and Andy Reid himself called it out of whack this week, and they have to figure that out. I mean, it's not something that you ever thought would would, would be a thing with the Chiefs, but you've had all these injuries, not just to Patrick Mahomes, who's playing through it, but when you lose Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins, it starts to change things, and it's becoming a thing now. And, and so you, you wonder how they do with it on Thursday night. What's a bigger issue? Is it Pat's ankle specifically, or is it all the other crap he's had to deal with, which is a patchwork offensive line, right. not running the football, Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins being out, Andy not calling the best games. Is it the ankle, or is it all the other stuff? There's a million problems with this team. There, there's a million problems with this team. But to me, the most significant problem is the ankle. Because if you look last year, there were problems with that team, too. What was different was that Patrick Mahomes is a superhuman yes. when he's completely healthy. And so you go down this list of like 10 things and say, and Pat can fix this, he can fix this, he can fix this. Now that list has grown shorter because he himself needs help, and no one is really stepping up and taking any of the load. Andy Reid is not helping him. As we said, the running game, not necessarily getting the opportunity. We talked about uh, how Andy is leaving it in his hands with some of these RPOs, especially last game, and he's choosing to throw the football. At a certain point, I think he may have to take it out of his hands, maybe run the ball a bit more, or just figure out a way to get the ball out of his hands faster uh, and again, you're not going to get some of that Mahomes magnificence that was leading to wins last year, but at least you'll have a better chance to win. I don't know if right now they're good enough at enough things that they can win without the Mahomes magic. Now, maybe that's right. a, a huge problem for this team, but I've been asking everybody this question, even the text line. No one can answer it. What do the Chiefs do well other than Mahomes go be special? They don't tackle. They don't run the ball incredibly well. They're not a team that forces a high number of turnovers. Like if I asked you, aside from Mahomes, what's the next best thing the Chiefs do? We might be here until 7 o'clock and we get off at 6. Holding, offsides, they're pretty good at those things. I would say the home run possibility in some of their skill position players, like Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins is another one, but he's about to miss, let's let's call it what it is, his third straight game. He basically didn't play three games ago either. And, and so you're losing some of that. And, and with Hill out especially, that limits Kelsey because they can they can man up, you know, man up on Kelsey, put extra help on him and mess him up at the line. And Hill helps being back, but it's just injury after injury. I mean, usually you see this with the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chiefs are feeling it, and, and it's now impacting them in the loss column. But, you, go ahead. No, but, but, but when you look at any team in the NFL, there's no good team in the league that is asking one player to have the burden that Patrick Mahomes does. Not even close. Like watching the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers might be the second best quarterback in the NFL. They're not asking Rodgers to go out there and be 2011 Rodgers every single week or they can't win that football game. Right. The Patriots, they're not winning it because Brady just brings them out of the fire every single time. Seattle, San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. The only team that is asking their quarterback to be superhuman is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's just not a model that you can sustain over time, and it's currently not sustaining itself. And the numbers show that. Like We just talked about the pass-run breakdown. Just because Mahomes is injured, which everybody in the world knows now, it's not really impacted the game plan quite yet where they're protecting him a little bit more. I think you see more of that this week because I think they finally learned their lesson. Plus, what a lot of people aren't talking about even to do with this injury is you had less time to prep him for this. I mean, he re-aggravated the last game. That was obvious. I tweeted out that his numbers were all out of whack after he uh, was taken down and, and the big guy fell on, on his ankle, as, as he put it. And, and now you have less time. You have four days instead of seven days to treat him for it. So 
it's going to be even more sensitive, in my opinion, and, and it's a worry I have going into this game. Talk with Pete Tweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, does it feel like teams don't fear the Chiefs? I felt like about halfway through last <laughs> year, teams started to fear the Chiefs. The first month of this year, teams feared the Chiefs. The last couple of weeks, and even Denver, I don't think teams fear them. I think you're losing that. Now, this is the, this is the third week in a row, fourth week in a row, where they seem vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that won't change until they start to get some of these guys back. We mentioned Eric Fisher. Sammy Watkins is now on that list. You know, Kendall Fuller is even on that list now. Uh, Chris Jones is an obvious one. I don't know if Frank Clark is going to be what we thought he was going to be ever. And so you don't think Chris, ever Chris Jones ever. The, I'm sorry. Ever is long this year. I, okay. think, I think this year. I mean, I would say for this team in a Super Bowl or bust. If you don't think at any point this season that Frank Clark is going to turn things around and be I'm that starting, player, they're not going to the Super Bowl. I've changed my tone on this where I think there's something wrong with Frank Clark. I think there's something. I think he's playing through something. That's the only thing. He has to be. That's the only thing that makes sense uh, to me based upon seeing him at, at training camp and then looking at him. Um, you know, now it just is. It's a it's a completely different player, and you could see that they're starting to try different things with him. You don't try different things with a star player who's completely healthy. I I, I think you know now they're putting him on the left a little bit, and and again, it's still not making much of a difference. I wonder what's going on there. I wonder if there's if he needs similar to Mahomes an off season to rest whatever he's gotten going going on. He hasn't been on an injury report, so I'm just. I just wonder what's happening there. But, yeah, I mean, back to the, the fear question. I think the Chiefs have lost that luster. Is it impossible to regain it? I, I don't think it's impossible, but you need some of these guys to come back. Let's go around the room. I want to ask you guys this question. It just popped in my head. If I set the over-under on sacks on Joe Flacco at one and a half for tomorrow's game, would you take the over or the under? Um, I'll I'm optimistic. I'll, t- I'll take the over. Not going to be by a bunch. They're going to get a half over. They'll get two sacks against Flacco. He's a statue. I don't know who's going to get him, but he's a statue. BK? I'm, I am I haven't looked this up. How many times have they, they had two or more sacks this season? I can't remember any games. I mean, Joe Flacco has been sacked 15 times in six games this season. Let's not do I that. Mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson got sacked 80 times I know, in I know, I'm just saying is... Every other team in the NFL, on an average, sacks Joe Let's Flacco play two game. times a game. Do you think the Chiefs get the two sacks? Because I asked Sean, he didn't seem very confident. My answer is yes, but I have zero confidence in it. <laughs> like, yes, I think they will, but I have no reason to believe that that will be the case. Pete, where are you at? I'm going to say yeah, because Emmanuel Ogba <laughs> is going to have the game of his life and get two for me. Thank you, Emmanuel. Manny, Manny Ogba. The baby. pass rush, then, of all the things that we talk about, the pass rush will be the biggest problem on the team. If in back-to-back weeks they can't figure out a way to get to Deshaun Watson and Joe Flacco, you have maybe the worst and shakiest offensive line in the NFL in the Houston Texans and the most immobile human being I've ever seen be a professional athlete in Joe Flacco. If they can't find a way to get pressure consistently on Flacco and create some third and long scenarios, their pass rush is as equally as porous as their run defense. Right, and, and man, now you're, you, it starts to make you think back, right? Because you're, you're worried about the secondary. We've talked about uh, the cornerbacks that could be starting in this game with Bashad Breeland suddenly questionable, Mo Claiborne, Charvarius Ward could be back there. And you're now wondering, okay, should the Chiefs have really sacrificed the first-round pick for Frank Clark, who hasn't really done a ton, and instead maybe keep D. Ford and keep that, that draft capital, and then maybe you have a cornerback and you feel just better about this defense overall. What 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 is tough right now is in this little skid here. 
It's just making you question a lot of the offseason moves. And here we are. It's week seven. It's not It's not like we're toward the end of the season and things things are going awry. It's week seven. And, man, we never thought we'd be here. Let's go down that road because I'm not. I'm sorry I'm not buying that Frank Clark's hurt. Something tells me if he was hurt, he'd be the first guy to come out and say I'm not 100%. We I haven't heard he that. W- I don't know if he would be, but, yeah, I, mean, I know what you're saying. Couldn't it maybe just possibly be Brett Veach overpaying for a guy, not doing his homework, let D. Ford walk, paid Sammy Watkins, paid Damian Williams, chose D. Spagnolo, didn't pay Chris Jones. Like, this guy's not exactly making all the right moves. Really quick before you answer that, BK, you know what Frank Clark sounds like? Jason Hayward. Now, I'm not the biggest baseball guy in the world, but I do know this about Jason Hayward. When he was on the Atlanta Braves, everybody kept telling me how he had this next level. He had this power potential. And once he got to a good team, we were going to see it. And then he got to a good team with the Cubs, and it was like, this is who Jason Hayward is. Maybe that's what happened with Frank Clark is. He was a 10-sack guy with Seattle in that scheme, with that defense, with that mentality. But if you take him away from it, he's really an eight and a half sack guy. A, a, a but he's not sack. even that this year. That's the problem. Is like if he was eight and a half, nine, ten sacks this year in Kansas City, I think a lot of Chiefs fans would be disappointed, but they would accept it. The problem is through six games, he has one. Like right now, he's on pace to be Alex Okafor when he was in New Orleans, and that that's just unacceptable. I think that's the problem. And the the drop off has just been nuts. I mean, he went from what three years in a row of 10 sacks or more to a guy that is manageable and sometimes, and it sucks to say, borderline invisible. And the drop-off is what makes me think there may be more problems than the Chiefs and Clark are letting on. Now, those other you know conversations about the defensive coordinator and some of these decisions in, in waving and saying goodbye to Justin Houston and D. Ford and all that, I mean, that is up for debate. I just... Man, I'm just starting to think there's more to this Frank Clark thing. Guys, do the Chiefs have a sack since Chris Jones got hurt? Because they don't in either of the last two games. Did they have one after he got hurt against the Lions? Or is have they literally not had a sack since Chris Jones left the lineup? I'd have to go back and look at the Lions game. I, I don't remember off the top of my head of the rest of the game if they got a sack. I Based on the track record of the other sample size that we've seen in the other snaps, I'm going to go out and say no. They have not had a sack since he has been out. But I, I can't definitively say one way or the other. It's kind of crazy. It's very crazy. What, what, Pete, is a bigger concern to you right now? The way the Chiefs run the football or the way the Chiefs can't stop the other team from running the football? <laughs> it's just like the same. Well, <laughs> the, 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 the run game, when they do run it with McCoy, who has emerged now as clearly the best running back option they have, it, it's been borderline successful slash successful. Like the other day, people were in the locker room and said, man, LaShawn, you know, how's the run game? You think you can get the run game going? And LaShawn was like, what do you mean? He's like eight, you know, he had eight carries for 44 yards. It's five and a half yards a carry. If you keep doing that, what does that equate? You know this, Sean, it's a touchdown, yeah. right? So the run game is not really a problem. It's the Chiefs are not doing it. And so I flip it to the other side. That to me is the bigger problem because what's been bad the past few weeks is not only are running backs finding crazy amount of success against the Chiefs. The Chiefs know what's coming. They know the other team is going to run the football, yet these teams are still putting up crazy rushing numbers on the ground. It's like they can do nothing about it, and that's what's the scariest part about this defense. And it's on Johnson, and it's Carlos Hyde. What happens in a couple of weeks when it's guys like, I don't know, Dalvin Cook? Well, that's a good point, and I look at this game on Thursday night. I tend to like Philip Lindsay, I think, more than the average bear. I'm a big, I'm a big Philip Lindsay guy. 
Carlos Hyde's one thing, Philip Lindsay might be looking at 180 rushing yards. Get out of here. I'm serious. I'm serious. I he's explosive. He got he has good vision. He can run through the tackles, find the holes, and this Chiefs team has so many holes. They talk about being gap sound every week. Unless they come up with a different type of game plan, I don't know how they contain Philip Lindsay. It kind of does remind me, Sean. You remember how during the offseason, whenever BK would say, I think Mahomes could throw for six thousand yards. And you'd be like, Well, based on the sample, we can't say that he can't throw for six thousand yards. I remember. Pete, when you say that Philip Lindsay can rush for 180, I don't think he's going to rush for 180. I can't tell you that you're wrong in right. it. Like, it's very well possible. None of us would be surprised if Friday we come in here and we're talking about 27 carries, 180 yards, and three touchdowns for Philip Lindsay. That'd be par for the course. What about this defense, Pete, when it comes to the culture, is better than a year ago? Because I figured with Bob Sutton at the top and the whole Eric Berry holding team ransom all year, it couldn't get much worse. And then you bring in Frank Clark, and then right. you add Steve Spagnuolo, like, how has the culture changed or there's better like, this year? There's less jerks. I mean, that that's one thing. I'll <laughs> okay. There's All right. less jerks in the locker room. Um, Justin Houston, toward the end of his career, and I, I know he's beloved in Kansas City, he was not the best person to be around in the locker room. I'm just going to say it. I mean, it, 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 it they... They kind of got a little bit full of themselves, I think, from previous success. And then when the defense wasn't as successful, they kind of felt like, oh, why are we getting questioned about this? Well, the defense is atrocious every single week. And, and you, you know, you're a professional. You're supposed to accept this is part of the deal. You're going to get questioned if the defense is not good. Well, if you could jump in your DeLorean, would you keep D. Ford and Justin Houston? or have... <laughs> Right now, right? Yeah, right? Of yeah, course okay. you would. All right. But, uh, again, hindsight is very 2020. You have to be fair about that, and I understand that. Uh, the locker room... Uh, led by, I think, Matthew and Jones and Clark, is a better room. They have It has not led to better production on the field thus far, but you are in one of these situations with the Chiefs, and this this is just what it is what it is. It's almost like Murphy's Law right now. Nothing is going right. I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes is still able to play, right? That That's the only thing that you feel good about right now. Other than that, everything seems to be going wrong for this team. We are talking to Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. If you have a question, go ahead and text it in. Text line 69306. We'll go rapid fire for the last four or five minutes and get your questions in. Is Thursday must-win for the Chiefs? Must-win in the aspect of, I know if they lose, they can still make the playoffs. Right. This team can still win the division if they lose. It's not must-win in that aspect. I don't want to live in Kansas City for the next 10 days if the Chiefs <laughs> lose on Thursday to the Denver Broncos. It is going to be a miserable place if they lose. I think it's must-win in a sense, right? So here are the two ways. One, you're in, entering what they call uh, the players and the coaches and their families and everything, the mini-buy, right? So usually coaches and, and players will get the two days off normally when you wouldn't, right? It's the weekend. It's the weekend for everybody else, but you're still working kind of through that. Uh, and, and you relax. You watch it's a lot better for them if they're now instead of um, four and three, five and two. You're like, okay, we can use this to get a little bit healthier. We feel good about that. We're we're, rec- we're resting on what was a win. Uh, I think that's going to be a way way better for morale and way better uh, entering what will be the Sunday night football against the Packer Packers uh, game. You'll just feel feel better about that generally. We all will, right? We all will. And then second of all, it's a must win in the sense that. We came into this season and we said, are the Chiefs going to get the one or two? I mean, it's going to be the Patriots or the Chiefs. Yeah. You lose this football game on Thursday, you start entering, are the Chiefs going to be in the mix for the playoffs and the division conversation as opposed to which buyer they got to get? You're entering a situation where you start to take these third and fourth and fifth losses and saying, okay... Let's just get a damn home game on Wild Card Weekend because you, you enter the territory where you're not going to be in, in play for the bye. 
So if you want to stay in that by conversation, you want to stay within reach of the New England Patriots who have yet to lose, you have to win this game on Thursday night. If you have a question for Pete Sweeney, go ahead and text it in. Text line 69306. We'll get to it momentarily. But first, are you going back out to Arrowhead later today? No. So the Chiefs are flying today. I don't know if you heard, but they are doing an open trial for cornerback later today. So I didn't know, <laughs> you got me. I didn't know if you were going out this there later guy, today. Who I didn't invited know if this you were guy. going out there because they need one more corner. I am Maybe the slowest. You can do. BK is physically fit. He's white, so I don't know if he can play corner well, BK, in the NFL. But... BK tweeted before, and he said, who's going to play corner? And I said, you, BK. I mean, you were the best at the um, 6'10 combine. I feel like you'd be faster than maybe some of those guys in the field. I, mean, I can't I will, promise that, but I can do my best. <laughs> I mean, I will say I this. will do as well as anybody else. Get on a plane. I mean, BK. I will say this. The best running back in the NFL is white. So maybe <laughs> it is a new day. Like maybe it is a new day that BK can get out there. And That's a valid be, point. And, and then he can be Brandon Seahorn. So coming up in about ten minutes, we will get more into is tomorrow a must win for the Kansas City Chiefs. But let's go rapid fire with the Plaid Prince. <laughs> what happened to Jason Seahorn? I think he's hanging out with our boy Sinbad somewhere on an island. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, married to the girl from Law and Order. Until he what was wasn't. her name? Angie. I don't remember Angie Harmon. I think. That I think was it was. Her name. Yeah, yeah, she was on Law and Order for a while. Uh, text line 69306. No, I don't think that's it, Pete. <laughs> Nobody else got that reference, but I certainly did. <laughs> Who is available that can help the Chiefs on defense? That Man, would be the biggest question So this is, this is what's interesting. I mean, BK tweeted out the list of, of sorry cornerbacks last night. I mean, what you, you've gotten into right now, which, which, which scares me, is you have so many needs. You, you, you have needs in, as, at each level of the defense. Defensive tackle, uh, cornerback, linebacker. I, Pick, pick your poison. I, I, I can't give you a name because you have to look at everything right now. Text line 69306. Someone wants to know, do you sit Mahomes the week before the bye week so he can have two weeks to rest his sore ankle? I thought they might do that this week. I, I wouldn't have been opposed to, okay, if the team is completely healthy besides Mahomes, you go with Matt Moore, and then you have, what, 14 days for him to get back to normal? I've worried about this linger, this ankle injury lingering for the whole season. I think it's an option you have to consider. Do I think they do it? No. No team ever just optionally sits their quarterback. Hmm, Panthers. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Cam's healthy right now. Exactly. I think when Cam comes back, I think the, I think Cam like needed four. <laughs> I don't think it was yeah. just hey, no, it's we'll a get little bit Cam of a different story. Off. I think Cam needed a month to six. Cam about to get off. Wally Pip. Kyle Allen's four zero. Yeah, no, he absolutely has a chance. Your mom's to, favorite quarterback to get Wally Pip. Say what? <laughs> Text line six nine three zero six. Do the Chiefs figure out how to stop the run at any point this season? The questions have just changed whenever Pete's come in over the last two weeks. The first thing that they're going to have to do, which is just going to take time, is get Chris Jones back. That's the first part of of, of fixing this run. And then once you can shore up the line, I think you has got to be more gap sound. Easier said than done for, for you and I. I think getting Anthony Hitchens back, you know, and we're talking about Anthony Hitchens as this guy with the cape who's about to save the run defense, will be better for the Chiefs than Ben Neiman. Who's saying that? I'm saying it'll be better than Ben Neiman. No, I was just, I was just wanting to know who said that to Kate. Because if that was someone who subscribes to Arrowhead Pride or comments, you should block. Them. <laughs> like you should block them for hate speech. Honestly, if, if someone if, if someone said that Anthony Hitchens is the cape that's going to save the run defense, you should block them. Uh, this is a good question. If Mahomes loses Thursday, do you see it as a young player learning how to play in prime time, or do you start worrying about Mahomes as an elite QB? Before last week, when he finally lost a, a day game, Mahomes' only losses came in prime time. I don't think it's a thing. I think it's just they've been playing a lot of prime time. I don't. I don't. There's. A, I don't think there's a connection there. But it is interesting. Um, 
I, I just think the issues are greater than the time of day they're playing right now. If they lose, it'll be not because of, of the night. It's nighttime. I agree with you. I will not be saying it, but someone oh, nationally yeah. will be saying if they lose another nationally televised game and their two recent losses that everyone are three yeah. was Mahomes against Deshaun Watson in the quarterback battle supremacy sure. in the AFC. Sunday night football against the Colts and Thursday night football against the Broncos, people will be having that conversation. Six regular season losses from Mahomes, five have been at night. Text line 69306, what is the expected return for Chris Jones? I've seen Chris Jones this week in the locker room, and you could tell it's a guy who didn't have surgery because he's walking around. If you go on Instagram, he's dancing. So it looks to me like they're just resting it. And so he's week to week is what they're describing. I would guess if I'm if I'm guessing with a non medical opinion that you know not as Aaron our guy, I would say three or four weeks, two or two two to four weeks, something somewhere in those lines. I would think because he looks fine, so it just seems like it's rest. Speaking of Chris Jones, when he does come back and Eric Fisher comes back, is the team going to be okay? Do they still need to make another move? No, you got to. I think you got to make more moves on the defensive side of the football. I, I think there's still probably a, a linebacker away. Uh, maybe even more than than a corner at this point. At this point, if they don't make a move, it's it's unacceptable. I mean, I think they will. It, is it two moves? I mean, it, it, just it, one move it, that you, helps. You wouldn't be shocked. Don't just make moves to make moves. Don't just make change for the sake of change. Make a move that helps this football team. And so far, Brett Veach hasn't made a lot of those moves. I'm fine I, with change for change as well. Like I, Zach Brown, he's just a different guy that is, can be bad at linebacker for me. I, I hear both sides of it. I don't know if there's a player that's going to be worthy of using a first-round pick on. Like Those are the players that are going to make substantial differences on the team. Who gets traded between now and then that we think gets moved for first? I don't know if that player exists. No lateral moves in the in the mind of the machine. I, None. I'll say other than Trent, Trent Williams. Trent Williams might get traded. He might go for a first-round pick. That might be it. Like We might be done. If they move him, everything you hear about Trent Williams is they're not going to move him. That is our guy. He is the plaid prince. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. He's got a nice sweater on today. Mm -hmm. Pete Sweeney, how you doing, man? Cozy. (laughs) That is our guy, Pete Sweeney. Be sure to go on Arrowhead Pride. It's the best Chiefs website, and that includes Chiefs.com, on all of the internet. Coming up, is tomorrow a true must-win for the Chiefs? We'll discuss it coming up. It's The Drive. The Drive. Weekdays 2 to 6.